wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. On this episode, I have Ashley Newell. Ashley is a first year deer hunter. She's on a conquest to kill her first deer. There's a sense of pride of teaching yourself to do something. And I just want to be able to have a book on my wall one day and say, I did that by myself. You teach yourself to do something and then you get a reward. And then I get my own meat. I mean, that's the hardest thing to deal with is just sitting there in silent when it's freezing cold. I've sat all day long several times freezing. It's cold out there, but <laughs> when the deer come, I'm not cold anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. On this episode, I have Ashley Newell. Ashley is a first-year deer hunter, and she's a nurse. First-year deer hunter, she's on a conquest to kill her first deer, and she's had a pretty cool season, I think. I'm going to let her tell you all about that. Tell us about your first year as a deer hunter and tell us what led you into wanting to become a hunter. Um, so I graduated school and I got bored and I saw Eva Shockey shooting a bow. So I got, I went to Cabela's and got a bear bow and did that every single day. And then I got on TikTok with my bear bow and People said, I didn't know there was pro shops at all for archery. So I went to there and they got me my Matthews and I started shooting there. And then I was like, let me try hunting. And this is where I'm at now. <laughs> That's awesome. So you saw Eva Shockey, you got inspired. So you said, I'm, I'm going to go do that. Went and got a bow, started shooting, enjoying it. it became a passion of yours and then got into a pro shop got fitted for a new bow you picked up a matthews that's awesome that's a really cool story that's like from you know i think it's really cool how a lot of people come into hunting is through their family but you did this on your own and i think that's really cool that's awesome that's awesome. So what's probably been the most fun thing about archery shooting and archery hunting? I don't know. I find it, I find it relaxing or relieving. I mean, it, it's also a workout, like, and it's fun. You don't have to go to a gym. I like doing it. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. So I think probably one of the most fun things for, for me oh, growing up with my buddies and shooting in the backyard was there was a little bit of competitiveness, but you just go out there and you have a good time. And some of the best shooting that I've ever done wasn't trying to beat someone that I was shooting with, but to beat myself, you know, to do better than what I did the last time I shot. And it's so much fun because, you know, when you're paying attention to your draw cycle and just – Everything else in the world kind of for that moment is gone and there's no stress, there's no worries and you're just focused. And, you know, once the arrow is gone, then you, for me, I'm like, ah, crap, I missed, you know, didn't miss the target, but I missed the bullseye or something. You know, I'm not, I I loved archery hunt, but I'm not the greatest at, you know, shooting a target and whatnot, but 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. So, what um, as far as the hunting side of it though, what what led you or you know inspired you to start hunting? I don't know. I think I thought it was pretty cool. I have two boys, and I wanted them to be able. I don't know. I feel like there's a sense of pride of teaching yourself to do something. Yeah. And I just want to be able to have a buck on my wall one day and say I did that by myself. I think I you know. will. I feel like there's pride. You teach yourself to do something, and then you get a reward. Like, and then I get my own meat. So I'm excited for that someday. Awesome, awesome. So, big fan of deer tenderloin. I, yeah, I've tried other people's, not my own, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling that it's going to come sooner than later. And uh, as far as like teaching your boys, I think that's really cool because like I said earlier, a lot of people come into hunting because it's a family tradition and, and you took this upon yourself to learn and now you get to pass that on to your boys and I think they'll be grateful for that. Um now, when it comes to hunting and learning, what has been, um, I guess, how have you learned? Um, I, know, I know you're doing a lot of like self-taught, but are you looking at social media? Are you looking at YouTube videos, reading magazines? Like, wh- What's the way that you're learning? So thank goodness I live in the country. I do, I've had some people come out and sit with me because I do work with a lot of women and their husbands hunt. So I'm taking mostly from people I work around and I've definitely sat when other people have definitely been successful and I have not, but like I'm I said, getting there. I think it's coming. It really is. And, um, you know, you're seeing deer. Oh, it's the buck fever, doe fever. It don't matter. I, I, if <laughs> I see a deer that I'm not going to shoot, if I tell myself, Hey, I'm not going to shoot that deer, that deer will not get me excited. But if I have in my mind or I tell myself, I'm going to shoot that deer, it don't matter what it is. I fall apart. It's uh, I've tried tricking myself to like, oh, I'm going to fake draw on this. You know, I'm going to draw on this deer, but I'm not going to shoot it. And then as soon as I like just think, I'm like, I fall apart. It's <laughs> It's probably one of the greatest and worst feelings at the same time because, you know, you're trying to shoot this deer, but you're you know, you got the shakes or, you know, buck fever. And, but at the same time, that adrenaline is, there's nothing like it in the world. I don't think. No, I don't, I'm not cold anymore. Yeah. For sure. It's cold out there, but <laughs> when the deer come, I'm not cold anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you, are you seeing many deer? I'm seeing does. Yeah. I really, where I got shot myself in the foot is where I was just like, I'm not going to shoot a doe. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, April used to be that way. And we, when we first started hunting, we were hunting a lot of like public land and small farms that didn't hold a lot of deer. And we went a while before a big buck that, you know, she would consider a trophy, um, came out and I laughed at her, you know, because this, and I was a little more immature, or less mature at that age. And I'm like, you know, I've gone years of only, only seeing does or like spikes and four pointers and she wouldn't shoot them. And I'm like, April, you know, 
if you want to kill a deer, maybe you should shoot one of these. And finally, I think I just wore her out to where she started shooting does and then I couldn't get her to stop shooting does. <laughs> so I'm not saying that that's going to be your case, but if you're going to hold out, be prepared that it might be a while, but that's okay. There's, you know, shoot what makes you happy is what I say. So if you want to shoot does, small bucks, big bucks, it doesn't matter. I think I'm going to end up shooting a doe. If okay. I see a doe before the end of the season, I'm going to get one That's at a, this point. That is awesome. So are you strictly sticking to archery hunting? Or are you going to do any gun hunting? I Right now, just archery. I really just enjoy it. I have not seen a lot of – like I haven't even ventured into shooting at all. Just I really like the archery that I have going on. Okay. That's awesome. So – what would you say, if someone was listening who's new to hunting and maybe in a similar situation, what would you say has probably been your biggest hurdle this year transitioning from just archery shooting into archery hunting? The cold. The cold? <laughs> that- to me, that's the hardest thing to deal with, is just sit in there in silence <laughs> when it's freezing cold. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with that. Um, I've sat all day long several times, freezing. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely, it obviously being warm and c- makes you more comfortable and you can sit longer and, and whatnot, but being cold can become one of the worst feelings in the world, especially when you're hunting, because you want to stay, but you want to leave. And so now you're playing that mental ping pong of do I just get down and go and I'll warm up for a little bit and come back. And so I could definitely see that being one of the biggest hurdles. Now, would you say that like the clothing wise too, right? Because, you know, when you're shooting in the summer and early fall, lightweight clothing. And so your draw and whatnot isn't affected as much, but then as we reach these colder temperatures, you start layering and putting more bulkier clothing on. It's hard. It it is extremely difficult. Yeah. I'm going to start practicing with like thick layers on at home. I've never done that before. Like I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a difference, especially if you, you know, depending on how you anchor, um, if you're wearing a mask or anything that could, you know, affect how you anchor, um, bigger, thicker gloves, Um, One thing that has been, um, I wouldn't say neglected when it comes to cold weather hunting, but it's my, it's my left hand because I shoot a bow left-handed. And so I shoot a thumb. Yeah. For for twins. Oh, really? Nice. So so I'm, I'm right-handed, but I'm left-eye dominant. So I Uh, shoot a bow left-handed. I've actually, I grew up shooting right-handed and I didn't know that, that, um, I was left eye dominant until I went into a local bow store and just out of being goofy, I was watching him teach another guy, you know, your eye dominance. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try that. And I'm like, wait, this is something's wrong. (laughs) I'm doing this wrong. And sure enough, he spent some time with me later. I think it was another day and uh, realized that I'm left left eye dominant and so that first season of hunting with a bow shooting left-handed was extremely difficult for me 
because everything that I was so used to for about 15 years of bow hunting with, you know, right handed, I now had to do with my left hand. And so it just, it was, it was difficult, but I made it work. But my hands in the winter, they, I, I neglect them because I, I don't like shooting with a glove. And so I, I go barehanded. And sometimes when it's really cold, it can, and it, it affects you, you know, because you got to hold a metal thumb release in, you know, freezing temperatures. It's, yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's definitely testing. I, I haven't babied out yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying out different camo and different brands and, uh, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> okay. What would you say is your favorite camo brand right now? Well, I've only I've only tried the Bass Pro brand, like the she she outdoors, and it's not warm enough. Okay, I'm going to be getting some heated gear next year. Nice, it's not warm enough. Yeah, it's too cold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you seen? Oh, what is it? The heater bodysuit. I don't have one, but it's like a sleeping bag almost. It's like you put your feet in it, you zip up from the inside, and it's basically a sleeping bag with your head sticking out of it it's camouflage and you can access the zipper from inside and so you know you wear like a a normal comfortable layer and then when the deer comes in you just unzip it and it's attached by suspenders as well so you just kind of I call it the cocoon because, you know, you see, you see people do it on TV. I'm like, oh, they're coming out of the cocoon to shoot their deer. You know, that's what I envision when they do it. But um, I've always been intrigued by that. I've thought about going that route, but I haven't yet. And I, I mean, sometimes I hunt in Northern Pennsylvania and it's pretty cold, but I don't think it's been that cold yet. I don't know to take the sleep. I feel like anything would make me cold because I feel like I have, I'm small and I don't have, any anything to keep me warm yeah <laughs> so uh, it's uh it's definitely different hunting late season versus early season and even mid-season um mid-season for us is typically like the the whitetail rut and so you know you could the weather can swing anywhere from like 75 degrees all the way down to like 20 degrees just it's really weird and so when you're in the warmer temperatures um it's nice because you don't have to worry so much about it and the deer activities up and whatnot so the more the de- the more i see deer i feel like the the less i focus on being cold and you'd actually mentioned that earlier when you see deer you're not cold anymore so <laughs> it's uh it's definitely it pl- everything i think plays into it there's a lot of mental um aspects to deer hunting and there's a lot of physical as far as scouting and being prepared. But I think mentally, there's a lot that goes into deer hunting that most people I don't think would even consider. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. There's stuff I didn't even consider. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm a baby. <laughs> so we talked about the struggle of being cold. What would you say has been one of your biggest victories this, this season as far as overcoming so I was shooting in a tree, like a, a tree, and then I discovered that I need to shoot in a ground blind. Okay. For me. Yeah. It's better for me. 
And I feel like, and then setting up cameras that are live versus just battery. And I go get the SD card. Like, I feel like I've figured, I've figured out a lot of things where yeah. the food supplies are at, get close to the cornfield and get, because you can't bait in Missouri. Okay. So. Yeah. So. And get close to the creek. So, like, I, I feel like I've overcome a lot of things that would take a, some people a while to figure out. Yeah. That's great. Identifying where they're bedding, where they're eating, and then travel corridors. Every animal needs food, water, and sleep. So you get those figured out. You can you, you can start narrowing down, and uh, hunting becomes a little bit easier each each time we go out. I think maybe unless you're going specifically for a, a specific deer, I tend to not do that. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of deer that should be equally, op- we should be equally opportunistic about. So <laughs> don't discriminate. <laughs> I'm not discriminating anymore. It's crunch time. That's right. So I'm excited to see pictures, videos of whether it's a doe or a buck. I'm excited. I can't wait to see that. Oh, I'm excited for it. Like I already know it's going to happen at some point and I'm just excited. Yeah. Good deal. So what would be something that you would like, that you would share with someone that you'd say, hey, you know what, this is something that I did to begin with, but this I learned and now I'm doing this differently? Um, I, I, when I laid the, my blind out, I didn't clear, clear out the leaves first. Okay. That was a no-no. And I definitely choose a, ground blind over the tree with the late season because it's cold yes and i'm a baby so <laughs> and to get somewhere for you to hang up your bow if you're using a bow versus a rifle so just figuring out how you're going to set up and get it pre-set up and unzip what you're going to zip unzip in the blind beforehand yeah. not make a lot of noise like i feel like i'm learning absolutely constantly and those are all really good tips um clearing out the ground to get the leaves out that way if you need to make a move inside the blind you're not alerting the deer i like that um and then you know hunting in a blind in late season is it makes a big difference especially if you take a heater with you you can conceal your heater um i don't know if you've done that yet or not but uh we've got a uh um i believe it's like a buddy heater buddy stove yeah that I use for the kids. Wait, it's a lifesaver. Yeah. I tell people I use it for the kids, but I also benefit from it because it gets cold. It does. And uh, being able to keep them warm keeps them happy and we can stay in the blind longer. But no, if you're in a tree stand, I mean, you can take one, but having just, it's it doesn't take much, but just being able to keep that heat around you, um, it makes a difference. Yes, it does. Yeah. One thing that my dad taught me that kind of ties in with the clearing the ground or in the ground blind is I thought he was crazy at first, but I, he took a, a leaf rake, a yard rake. He took it in the woods and he, he liked to hunt, and this is on public land. He liked to hunt a specific ridge and he liked to hunt a specific tree. And he would always climb up in it with his climber. And I watched him take a rake, 
to the base of his tree, and he raked a path almost all the way back to where he parked his truck. That way he could go in and out of the woods without the deer hearing. And I thought at first. That was so hard. Oh, it was. I was like, Dad, do you like that's a couple hundred yards? And he's like, yes, but it'll be worth it. And I didn't believe him. I'm like, this is another one of the tactics, you know, but it worked. He killed a lot of deer successful like large public land deer over and you know he would have to maintain it anytime he would go in if he noticed the leaves were starting to fill back in he would he would next time in he'd you know take his time and clean the clean the um, path up but he did that for a couple years and it made a believer out of me and actually at times we found that the deer would use the same trail because they could then walk through the woods without being heard it worked both ways he could go in undetected and the deer could do the same thing we actually took it a little bit further as the years progressed we would actually rake paths 20 yards in front of our tree stands so that the deer would routinely use those giving us a really good shot opportunity if we chose it so it was something that Little things like that go a long way, and I think you're going to learn that as you grow hunting. And uh, there's going to be things that you're going to do while you're shooting your bow and getting better that, you know, a, a really good archer can teach you or, you know, you might pick up from someone. And it's just the small things that continue to add up and multiply that turn hunts from not necessarily unsuccessful, but from... A, a great hunt to a successful harvest. I Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's very exciting, whether I'm successful or not. Yeah. I, it's a really enjoying. Good. That's awesome. So I ask everyone a question at the end of the podcast, and we're coming up here, but um, I know that there's probably women who listen to this podcast that may be similar as far as their experience level or maybe less experienced or more experienced. And even guys that may be along the same lines and they may have questions for you or times in the field that they've had success that they may want to share with you. If they wanted to reach out to you on social media, uh, Facebook and TikTok, is that the best way to reach you? Yes. Okay. On Facebook, what's uh, what's your name on Facebook? Is it Ashley Newell? That is it. Okay. And uh, Ashley is A-S-H-L-E-Y. Newell is N-E-W-I-L-L? Yeah. I-L-L. All right. So N-E-W-I-L-L. And then on TikTok, yes. it's Ashley Outdoors, correct? Yes. Ashley uh, underscore Outdoors. Okay. Ashley underscore Outdoors. That's awesome. So... Anybody that may have any type of tips, pointers, suggestions for Ashley, reach out to her and uh, let her know because we're a community that wants to see other people succeed. And we also want to see more and more hunters come into this industry because it's something that we're all passionate about. So I think we should share our passion with other people. Now, the question that I ask everyone at the end is... If you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you hunt? You're, you're going to think I'm crazy. I want a bear from Alaska. Bear from Alaska. Do you want a black bear or a grizzly bear? 
I want the small one. The black bear. Okay. A black bear from Alaska. That is not crazy. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool hunt because Alaska is a beautiful place. I've never been there. I've seen lots of pictures and videos, but I can only imagine hunting in that scenery and terrain and just topping it off by killing a black bear. I think that would be really cool. With a bow. With a bow. Yeah. Are, are you going to be spotting, stalking? You going to be in the ground blind? Which any or does it matter? I feel like. Everything that I've been watching, people have been hiking when they've been doing it. Okay. So, spot and stalk. That's awesome. Spot and stalk black bear in Alaska. I like it. Sounds like a fun time. Well, Ashley, we have had a really good time, and I appreciate your time and, and coming on, giving us your perspective of what it's like to start hunting this year, and being able to learn from people and holding out for a buck, but it sounds like you might be switching gears and hunting a doe. So we'll see how it goes. And is there much uh, season left for you? No. End of January. End of January. I got some time left. Okay. So I got we, some time. So you got, a, you got a month left. That's pretty cool because in some states like uh, West Virginia, tomorrow's their last day. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Virginia, uh, for us, next weekend is our last day. Pennsylvania, we got to like the middle. I believe it's the, might be the third week in January. But that's really cool. You have a whole month to make it happen. And I think you're going to. So we'll be looking forward to seeing some pictures and videos on Facebook and TikTok. All right. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Again, thank you for your time and coming on. We've really appreciated it. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, to all of our listeners, we thank you for all the support you continue to give us. We hope you had a, a great new year. And as 2023 is coming in, we hope that you have a very blessed year. Keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.